It's time to take a deep breath. Whether you're driving or sitting back relaxing, please welcome Lexi and Michelle. Hi, friends. Welcome to Deep Breath Podcast. I'm here with Lexi, of course. Hi, friends. And I'm here with Christine Aroni Sign. Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you yeah. are. <laughs> the important thing is we are all together. As promised, we have been going through the Book of Wonder by Christine, and we get to have her in person today. So before we get into our lovely conversation with her, we invite you to sit back and pay attention to your breath for a moment. And notice actually the delightful motion of your body as you inhale and gently exhale and allow it to just bring you right here with us in our conversation today. And yeah, all summer we have been going through the gift of wonder and it has been delightful and full of awe and wonder. I'm going to turn it over to Lexi for a few questions. Christine, thank you so much for spending time with us. I'm really excited to ask you a few questions. And I'm so excited for the listeners that have been listening and reading this book. Thank you so much for what you've put into the world. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I love doing things like this. Yeah, you've read, you've written many books. Yes. More than I even realized. <laughs> I think yeah. it's eight. Eight. But who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was wondering, what was your inspiration for this book, for The Gift of Wonder? Well, it began with the scripture, unless you become like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. And actually, in one translation, it actually says, unless you have the awe and wonder of a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. And so I posted on Facebook, what childlike attributes do you think make us fit for the kingdom. And it was fascinating to see what people gave. I mean, I probably had about 100 responses, I think. And um, a lot of, you know, kind of uh, different attributes mentioned. But I decided I would choose the 12 that either most appealed to me Mm -hmm. or that were most frequently mentioned. Mm -hmm. And those became the framework for the book. Oh, wow. So straight from people's lives, their experiences, how they experience God, with what it means to them yes. to be childlike. Yes. Lovely. Yes. And the more I wrote, the more excited I got about this <laughs> as a topic. So, yes. <laughs> so what is your current favorite practice? Well, Awe and Wonder Walks. Mm-hmm. I found that last year during the experience of the lockdown I mean we were able to get out into our neighborhood and doing awe and wonder walks around the neighborhood uh, was what I think for my husband and I was one of the most grounding practices of our day it was just wonderful Mm -hmm. and I've tried to contribute that continue that I wasn't able to for a few months this year Mm -hmm. but getting back to it after uh, the illness that I'd had mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like drinking water when I was mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very thirsty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a lovely image. And Michelle, you said that that was one of the practices came away for, for you, yeah. yes? Yeah, I was, um, I think I'm going to just continue those, but that was one of the practices that uh, from the whole book that I know I'm going to keep doing. That was my highlight, yeah. Thank you. Again, you're, you're bringing so much joy and delight into our lives, Christine. Um, 
Would you tell our listeners a little bit more about why these practices can be so powerful when we do them in community? Uh, Yeah, well, my husband and I actually live in a small intentional community. So some of these practices have been experimented with within our community. In fact, at the moment, we're getting ready to do one of the annual practices that we do, which is painting leaves for the fall. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, and just doing it together in community. I mean, there's something about the dynamics of Mm. of being together in a community Mm -hmm. where these kinds of practices just form bonds Mm. uh, and help solidify the bonds that we have and the enjoyment we have in each Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. as well, I think. Do you feel closer to each other? You learn about each other? What do you see? I think so. You know, doing these practices um, together with others is definitely a good way to get... Uh, to get acquainted Mm -hmm. yeah you see inside them a little bit more yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. because everybody has a different way of doing things and we have fun together and of course that's part of what the book about is a book about too is having fun together oh thank you for leading us because I really (laughs) did want to talk to you about this um, because this was a big takeaway for me was having fun the chapter four on unleashed inner child um very impactful um, and transformative. I would say definitely transformative. It transformed the way that I approached this entire summer. That's why we thought this book was so fun, just timely in the season. It helped for me just the way my schedule is with everything that the rest of the time of the year. So to essentially get you gave me permission. (laughs) I felt like you gave me permission to tap into something I'd already been thinking about, already been playing with to 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 consider pathway to God being fun and Mm -hmm. delight well it's interesting you're using the word gave you permission yes because when I was writing this and researching the whole area of play Mm -hmm. and there's some fascinating stuff out there you know Stuart Brown who says that um you, you know God's greatest gift to humankind is play he yeah. says, you know, Amazing. and reading this gave me permission to play too. Now, <laughs> I was doing this in the winter. Mm. And so what it gave me permission to do was to go out and learn how to sled. <gasps> I had Did you? never been on a sled oh before my. in my life. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's wonderful. And, you know, we had a couple of really bad snow days. This they was two, two years ago yeah, now. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the young couple who live in our downstairs apartment were going out with their sled and they said, do you want to come? And I thought, oh, yes, <laughs> I've never done this before. I have given myself permission to play and here is a wonderful opportunity. We actually um, attached our golden retriever dog to the front of the sled and she pulled us along. So she had, oh, it was, it was a fun fun experience so yeah and what okay a couple questions about play and fun for yourself and others that you are sharing your book and these ideas your real life experiences the resistance for adults to play where, where do you think that comes from I think it comes from you know we have been taught basically that fun is something that kids do yeah um yeah. And so we feel embarrassed. Mm. I'm, I'm amazed at how many people feel embarrassed at the thought of playing. Yeah. Uh, 
you, you know, so I, yeah, unfortunately, I think that's where the resistance comes. Mm. And we've taught, you know, we're taught that as you grow up, you become an adult. And part of being an adult is that you, you don't have fun. You don't play, no. you know? No. You have too many responsibilities. Exactly. Yeah. So where is the time to play? Yeah. In fact, you know, when I've asked people about that, often the response is, oh, there's no time for it, you yeah. know? Um, and right. which so is what so would you sad. suggest for a beginner? I would say go out with a child. Yeah. Let them walk, you know, yes, let them lead, go to the playground, go on a ferry ride. (laughs) Uh, Whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you can do in your neighbourhood, do it with a child and you will learn some wonderful things about play. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, and you learn about, I feel, you learn about yourself and the people you're with. And you mentioned that in your book too. Uh Uh, You'll learn so much about each other through some time together playing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and can I say this has been... I mean, I think it's particularly important at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this my book, I found people really enjoyed using it during the lockdown. Yeah. Because it gave them practices that they could do and practices that lift their spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and play in particular. I mean, it doesn't just make us feel good, yeah. but it does relieve our stress. Yeah. Uh, it helps us to break out of of our boxes mm-hmm. you know and it it fills us it it, mm-hmm. it um really can help us refresh our minds in ways so yeah. that we're much more effective mm-hmm. in the future rather than than mm-hmm. the other way around mm-hmm. um and i think this last year part of what it, i mean yeah. particularly relieving stress yeah. was a good thing and because we were to a certain extent locked in mm-hmm. Uh, getting out and playing wasn't something we tended to think about. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like our locked-in mentality yeah. said, no, 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 mm-hmm. you can't do this, mm-hmm. even if you did have mm-hmm. a place in which you could do it, right. I think. Yeah, it was it was a time to get creative, and your book has really helped help us to get creative. Yes, that's yeah. a lot of, you know, the purpose of it. And I yeah. know um, I did some seminars last year on wonder and the healer... Tr- healing of uh, of trauma Mm -hmm. and I think that um um I think that wonder is a forgotten tool Mm -hmm. in terms of the healing of trauma and it it does relieve stress and it increases creativity and I think those two things together really can help us but there are other ways as well that Mm -hmm. unfortunately we don't have time to talk about here (laughs) uh but I think I'll have to do some more seminars on yeah. uh, wonder and trauma, you know, yeah. um, because this is something that um, just, yeah, play and wonder mm-hmm. are wonderful tools to help us uh, relieve the trauma in our lives. And, of course, we have all suffering from trauma at the moment. Yeah, so important right now. Michelle, I stole the mic back from Lexi, and, and <laughs> I... Um, appreciated our conversation before to how we just talked about uh, that, Christine, you have been like a pioneer in this area where a lot of people are still catching on to different ways to be with God, to let God interact with you. And they're out of the box, I think, in a lot of ways. I fully appreciated that this book is in line with our 
podcast value, which is to shamelessly promote, (laughs) shamelessly promote spiritual practices and invite you to try them on. And so this book, if you've not already grabbed it and you've heard like our heart about sharing it in community, like grab a copy of it and play with the practices in it with some friends in community. Um, So Christine, would you tell us briefly though about your webinar at the end of September and then where we can find you? Yeah. Um, we are doing a webinar, a friend and I, uh, Lily Lewin, who's actually based in Nashville and who is one of the most creative uh, worship leaders I've ever met. And we're doing it on gearing up for a season of gratitude. Because for me, October and November are months for gratitude. Uh, and so that's the practice. So it's a really a preparation for this. And we're already looking at things using some of the practices in the gift of mm-hmm. wonder, like getting people to go out on a scavenger hunt and probably making a gratitude jar and, you know, mm-hmm. some fun things. So, so it's this is a very interactive kind of webinar. It'll be three hours long. Mm-hmm. It's on September 25th. Um, and you can find it. Uh, my website is godspacelight.com. Uh, and um, of course, the webinar is under speaking, under events and speaking. So godspacelight.com. Okay, perfect. So we'll also reference that in the show notes, but we have um, personally benefited from you being a pioneer, Christine, and have been months waiting to have this lunch opportunity with you with our book group. And and so we're just thankful. We're, we're grateful for you. We're well, grateful you. that whatever you're processing and going through your life, you share it with others. And then the it just c- continues on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and as I was sharing earlier, you know, I'm starting to look at some other dimensions of wonder mm-hmm. uh, because I'm recognizing more and more yeah. that wonder is not just a practice for a time but it really is meant to be a framework through which we view life. And I am just excited about some of the new research that I'm doing uh, that I Mm -hmm. suspect will lead to a a book uh, that'll be a follow-up from this as well. So, yeah, but uh, wonderful. And I think so important for this time Mm -hmm. uh, because I think that part of what the last year, 18 months has taught us is Mm -hmm. we don't need to be in church in order to really practice our faith Mm -hmm. and the kinds of practices I'm talking about and the kind of research that I'm doing really helps us to understand that. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm telling people give up going to church. Right, right. I think church has a great place to play, Mm -hmm. but, you know, that's not what we need to confine Mm -hmm. our practices to. And and this is, I think, one of the the keys. Right, Beautiful. Well, friends, I'm going to leave you with just a nice little blessing that the practices and the values that are in this book and that we've been talking about all summer long of you just enjoying God and God enjoying you and delighting in you that you would let those practices seep into your soul and live on. And would you share them with other people? We bless you with all things full of awe and wonder. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And bye, Lexi. Bye, Michelle. Bye, bye friends. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on your favorite social media platform. Subscribe to listen in next time. And don't forget to take a deep breath.